blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Our great high priest. Let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this time together. Now, by your infallible word, speak to our heart, we pray in Jesus' name. Say, Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. Take Jesus and show him to me. Amen. Go in your Bible to the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews chapter 4. And commencing at verse 14, verses 14 through 16. Amen. Hebrews 4, the fourth chapter, the 14th through the 16th verses. The Bible says... Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Can you say these words back to me? Christ, our Lord, is also our great high priest. Man, I can, I can taste the sweetness of this already. What is a high priest? He has to be different than the regular priest. Just like, for instance, there is the regular soldier in the RA or the regular army, and then there's the 82nd Airborne Division. So, what do you want to do? Uh -huh. See, there's always a cut above, there's always a broader view. There's always something bigger, brighter, bolder, and better. When we think about, I won't do a lot of talking to you this evening. Because to find it and read it would kind of consume a lot of my time, which I have a lot of it. But I want to kind of talk to you through this. And I want you to listen up. The system that God set up. A very long time ago. Is the system that he set up. Some people call it Judaism. Judaism. Is the system that God set up. That includes animal sacrifice. Worship on the Sabbath day and etc. Okay. But in order for God to. Have a system so designed. So as to be able to. Stay in touch with his people. In days of old, he would send the prophets to speak to his people. 
Whereby today a lot of people is confused with that because we have now a more sure word of prophecy. But when he initially set it up, you remember a brother by the name of Aaron? Mm-hmm. That's more than my grandson. He, he set it up and Aaron was the first high priest for the nation Israel. Can I get a witness? Mm-hmm. It's going to click. God is working on the combination of your mind to open that vault of your understanding. So Aaron became the first high priest of the nation of Israel. Now what happened to Aaron was tragic and it didn't turn out that well. Because when Moses made Aaron his assistant pastor. Aaron got with the folk. And they decided that we need another way to worship. Anybody got any gold, gold teeth, gold earrings? Y'all bring all your gold because we're going to make a calf. And this calf is our God. That was a major error. The reason that God set the high priest in place. Are you ready for this? Is so that his people will never basically be cut off from him. See when we go to God we don't need no appointment. We can go at any time. If we go in the name. Of Jesus. So. The system that God set up would assure, and I want you to hold on to this, would assure that God will, would never leave Israel. Somebody say Israel. Israel. The system would assure that God would never leave Israel, watch this, without a great high priest. Okay, chew on that for a minute. Because you got to go back thousands of years and look at the illustration that we have in Aaron's life as being able to go into the presence of God for man where God would send the prophets in the presence of the people for a word from him. So there's a lot going on here with the great high priest. But this is the major thought that God would never leave Israel without a great high priest. That's why you have to be careful how you handle Jesus. Because he's the only one. That has been appointed, anointed, and ordained. To be the great high priest. And when you look back over his life. And when I say over his life. I'm talking about tracking him in the Old Testament. The high priest were a type. Of Jesus. So if somebody shows up there and say, you know what, he, he's not alive. Well, you made God a liar because you just said that Israel doesn't have a great high priest. So if Israel does not have a great high priest, then God lied. So you say, well, wait just a minute then. Let, let me reestablish something in my going so that I can can do something to get to God so let me see what I need to do I need to keep the Sabbath no 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 there's there's no redemption in keeping the Sabbath day because if you attempt to keep the law and offend in any one point you're guilty of breaking the whole law so when Aaron committed this offense against the throne of God then he was dealt with. He was carried after that time that he oversaw the making of that golden calf. And you can only have one high priest, come on, at a time. Today Roman Catholicism got two of them over there. Let that marinade, the chicken taste better. So that's a system over there, Roman Catholicism, that's set up by man and is so alluring when you take a look. Beautiful garment going with some articles in, 
his hand to appear to be going into the presence of God for us all. Can't no man do that today. The one that must and has to go into the presence of God for all of us is God's son Jesus. So God himself determined that Aaron would have to die for this offense. So they carried Aaron up on the top of the mountain and began to disrobe him of his high priestly garments. Aaron's son's name was Eleazar. So Eleazar became the second great high priest of the nation of Israel and Aaron died on that mountain up there. So fast forward all of this and come on beyond the Sanhedrin council that consisted of 71 men that decided that Jesus needed to die because he said that he was the son of God. And they said if you destroyed his temple and they misunderstood his words that we will build it up in three days. And they brought that lie all the way into court. And some of the great high priests was also on the council that decided that Jesus needed to die. But watch the power of God. Have you ever heard of a man by the name of Melchizedek? Huh? Melchizedek so you got to back up just one foot. You got you to keep in mind what was Jesus Christ doing when he came here? He was keeping and fulfilling what was needful upon the Aaron's administration, which was the first great high priest of Israel. So when Jesus was here, he was sure to maintain the order of Aaron's priesthood even though the priest in the temple was not necessarily doing what they should have been doing. So what happened along the way is that Jesus Christ on the way through here called earth was on his way back out into glory not only to become our great intercessor but also to become our great high priest. Because you cannot have God's system working today which was fulfilled when Christ died on that cross over 2,000 years ago. He said it was finished. And what he meant was the price for our redemption. I've already paid it. So when the time had come when they crucified Christ and he died on that cross for our sins according to the scriptures and was buried and the third day God raised him up from the dead when Jesus went back to heaven and where he is right now he is our great intercessor and he's also our great high priest and the veil of the temple has been torn in two from the top to the bottom so there's no man nowhere that can sit in that seat. Because we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, is the only one that can fulfill that task and is the only one right now that is present and in that seat. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, not passed in heaven. He did his passing here on earth. He died here. So Jesus, being our great high priest that is passed into the heavens, the day that he went back, they stood there and said, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? For you see that same Jesus that you see leaving here shall so come in like manner as you have seen him going to heaven. And it would be that Jesus right there, not only that would become our great intercessor, but also our great high priest. So when we see Jesus, the ascended Christ, 
when we behold him going back up into heaven in a cloud receiving him out of their sight and Jesus taking his seat at the father's right hand took his seat not only as our intercessor but also as our great high priest because what was happening God was dismantling the order of priesthood here on earth and was setting up an eternal priesthood somebody say eternal was setting up an eternal priesthood at the same time the priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. Now you got to keep in mind, Melchizedek did not have a father. He did not have a mother. He did not have beginning nor ending of days. So as Aaron's priesthood ended in Aaron dying upon that mountain and being disrobed of his high priestly garments, Jesus stepped into another order for his priesthood, which was not Aaron, which was attached to the law. Hallelujah. But he stepped into an eternal priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. Now I had a conversation with someone not too long ago as it relates to the order of Melchizedek. Because it's an eternal order. So when Melchizedek came and met our father Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings at Kedele Omer, Abraham paid him tithes. And Melchizedek, priest of the Most High God, king of Salem, which is king of peace, king of righteousness, No father, no mother, no beginning, and no ending of days. That's the order that Jesus Christ's priesthood, as I speak, is set upon. Now when you think about the word oath, or you think about how God set up his system, or his covenants, or his ways of doing things, when you think about an oath, you think about the word fence. Somebody say fence. Is there anyone in here with a fence around your house? Fence around your backyard. Okay, do you realize what that fence represents? That fence represents your property. That fence represents what's on your property. And that's what we get into when we get into the different covenants of God, whether it's the Adamic covenant, the, the Abrahamic covenant, whatever these covenants are, is how God dealt within these fences at a certain period of time that's called dispensations. You got it? So, what was Melchizedek's order? Go to earth. And meet a man by the name of Abraham. And I want you to do three things when you meet him. Not four. What would happen in Melchizedek meeting our father Abraham. Returning from the slaughter of Kedele Omer. What would happen is that Abraham would bring. Uh, uh, Melchizedek would bring out on the pages of scripture. What we know now to be the Lord's Supper. Come on, I'm getting to the great high priest. You're going to be all right. So when Melchizedek shows up, he walks on the page of scripture. No father, no mother, no beginning, no ending of days. So he walks out on the page of scripture with bread and wine. Come on, you got me feeling like I'm all by myself. The second thing is the less is blessed of the better. So when we talk about the less, we're talking about Abraham. And being blessed of the better, we're talking about him being blessed by Melchizedek. So the second thing was to bless the brother. This is an oath. This is an offense that God set up. And we never saw Melchizedek again. And there's no man in this Bible that Melchizedek or woman that Melchizedek ever appeared to.
except our father Abraham. And he did that as an oath. And he did that on a commission. So he came, he brought bread and wine. He came, and in that same visit, the less is blessed of the better. So he blessed our father Abraham. And then the third thing is that he received the tithe. He didn't do nothing else but those three things. He may have done one other. I haven't seen it yet, but I know he did those three. So the oath was to do those things within the confines of the relationship that God wanted to have with our father Abraham. And so therefore he established that order. And so the tithe was first paid upon the grace and not upon the law. And today we are under grace and not under law. And when Paul comes in here in Hebrew. Now I'm old school. I believe that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. You don't have to believe it. I'm going to give you a reprieve. You don't have to believe it. But if you want to be right like me, you will. When, 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 you, when, when the apostle steps onto the, his writing skills under the auspices of the Holy Ghost, he says, seeing then. In other words, I haven't talked to you enough. You need to see this. Seeing, perceiving, understanding, and acknowledging and knowing this. Seeing what? That we have a great high priest. He's not in Rome. He's seated at God's right hand. And the power of this covenant that God made with us is that not only is Jesus seated at God's right hand as our great high priest, those of us that are born again are also seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, God got a lot going on right through here. It ain't just one thing. Not only are you saved, you're also sealed. And you're sealed for how long? Until the day of redemption. That's why you cannot be saved and lost. Because God has no sheep that go astray that he does not come and find. Y'all tell the Lord, thank you right there. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Heavens plural. Because there are at least three. So Jesus is not in the first heaven which is here on this earth. He's not in the second heaven which is above in the firmaments. He is higher than the third heavens. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. So the day that Jesus went back to heaven he was seen at least above 500 people that saw him after his resurrection. Are you still with me? Now I told you, now I asked for permission to talk to you. Now you don't want me to talk to you. You know I have to get your permission to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you, sister girl. Y'all listening? Okay. I need to get through these first three verses right here, 14 through 16, so we can go broader in dealing with our great high priest. So tell your neighbor, I got a great high priest. And he's watching over me. I mean, no, you ain't have to say that, but he, he, he's watching over me. Not only does he pray for me, he loves me. And not only does he pray and love me, he also died and went to hell and came back for me. Hey, we got a great high priest. Somebody need to give him praise. Hallelujah. Seeing then, perceiving, knowing, and understanding this fact. That we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession or our confession of faith. What is that? That Jesus Christ is the son of God. Notice this in verse 15. For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. 
This threw me like you wouldn't believe when I was a babe in Christ. Because when you read it, it's sort of like it's backwards. Let me read it again to you. Because some of y'all backwards, you probably straight now. For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. What is that saying? For we have a high priest who can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. We don't have one that can't be touched. Everything you feel, everything you experience, everything you face, everything you go through, the Lord is touched by those experiences. Notice this. Can you tell yourself I'm not alone? And I never will be? So Jesus was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. It's the throne of grace. So come boldly like you got a right to come because you born again. You washed in the blood of the lamb. You saved and you are sanctified and you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why would you not come boldly? Let us, that's your spiritual salad. So let us. Is that pretty good? Some of y'all need some lettuce. Hallelujah. Let us come boldly. Just bust right on up in there like you got the right to come and make your request known. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind. You need to pray. And stop worrying about stuff. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now back in the day, the cities of refuge that were set up were designed for those that committed manslaughter. Now, now, if you don't hear nothing else, now you need to hear this. Those cities of refuge were set up. It was six of them. So that if a person accidentally killed somebody, say for instance, they were out there chopping wood. And the head of the axe flew off and killed Uncle Ned. He fell dead right there in the wood. Well, now the question is, yesterday when you and my uncle are in an argument, and as we looked at the head on your axe, we saw that some of that wood had been cut out of there. So are you sure that that axe head flew off as an accident? Or did you position yourself in the field to hit my uncle in the head with that axe? We're going to kill you. So they started running this brother. This brother was picking them up and putting them down. He was running like a man whose hair was on fire. Where was he going? To the city of refuge. Why? Because there was a priest there. And not necessarily a high priest, but there was a priest there that would take him in. And by now, bricks and everything hitting the doors because they done took him in and they're closing the doors and the man is on the inside. He's safe now because he got into the city of refuge. So they had six. So in case you messed up, one should be near you. Still here? Now, the priest, now they, they had a counseling session and they talked about the events of that day when that axe handle flew off and that man was killed. So they had an inquiry and they found out, so you have to pay for taking a life. And they found out that the high priest in that city, as long as he was alive, you were safe. Mm 
want to kind of sit on that right there. As long as he was alive, you were safe. The avenger of death couldn't come in and drag you out. Because when they did the inquisition, when they did the inquiry, they found out that it was an accident so you could stay here the rest of your life. Now, where do we come in? We were not innocent. But we fled to Jesus. <laughs> we, we fled to Jesus and we were guilty. And he took us in. So ain't no need of sitting up talking about it. I ain't do it. Yeah, he did. I don't know nothing about adultery. Yeah, you do. I never did nothing wrong, Pastor. You just lied. Get back three feet from me because lightning might be on the way. All have sinned. All have come short of God's glory. So you could stay there as long as the priest was alive. And not only that. The priest, not only did he know you, but he knew your family members. Ain't that something? He knew y'all. Isaiah 49. Because some of y'all look like you was getting uneasy just sitting still. Isaiah 49. Man, and this, this blessed me beyond measure. Our Lord is also our great high priest. What a blessing. If you were a child and your daddy was the principal of a school and your mother was your teacher which was his sister. And you're going to sit up there and make an F. Let me say that to you again. The principal of the school, who I say was? Is your daddy. His sister, which is your auntie, is your teacher. And you're going to make an F. Jesus is our great high priest. Who washed us from our sins in his own blood. And God the Father is also our Father. And you're going to make an elf. Don't you know you're on the inside? Don't you know you can't be lost? Don't you know you can't be passed over for promotion? <laughs> Some of y'all don't want to be up in here. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> the length, the longevity, the long reach of the arm of our great high priest, there's no place on this earth that he doesn't know about. And when you are saved and when you are sealed, you cannot be lost and you cannot be taken by anti-force. Because great is he, a oh man, listen. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now you remember the cities of refuge, six of them. And you remember the priest in there. He knew the families and he knew, you know, the babies being born. He knew all that. Ain't nothing going on with you right now that God, our Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, does not know about. Now, can I show you something? Are you strong enough to handle this? Now, this, is, this coffee is black. It's twice black. Is that good coffee? Are you in Isaiah? Are you in the 49th chapter? Now, before I pull this verse and show it to you, look back up here. When the Lord set up the office of the high priest to make sure that Israel had an inroad to him, but they would have to come through that great high priest. Having that understanding, the great high priest had on garments. Not just old regular street clothes. He had on garments. 
And the garments were made out of linen. Somebody say linen. linen. Say I wore a linen suit this morning. I, I'm not glad that I wore it because I don't like sitting up looking wrinkled. Like no one cares for the brother. <laughs> but in when, when God put this high priestly garment together and decided how it would be put together, and it was only one brother in the whole nation of Israel that wore this garment. He had a turban on his head. He had his garments made out of linen. Have you ever asked yourself a question? Why is it that the high priest garments were made out of linen and not wool and linen? Or not wool? Because God don't want his minister sweating. I ain't got no, no help in you. You shouldn't be in ministry and sweating too. Sweating, deodorant feeling, and you trying to talk to the people. Can you say no sweat? No sweat. If it ain't but two people showing up at the church you ministering to, no sweat. It's God's church. So, had on his high priestly garment. But I want to call your attention to the fact that he had a breastplate on. And on the breastplate that he wore on his breast, there were 12 stones. And each one of those stones represented one of the nations of Israel. Whether it was Issachar, whether it was Asher, that was represented on the breastplate of the great high priest. And these were beautiful stones. And on each one of them, it was an engravement on the stone as to which stone represented which tribe. Because there were 12 tribes of the children of Israel. I, you know, I won't be long. We're we, we going to, you know. I, I just thought maybe me and the Holy Ghost thought that you would like to take an exposition journey through the Bible. Know your Bible. So each name of each tribe was inscribed or engraven on per stone and became a part of the high priestly government. What does this mean? That means that everywhere the high priest went, and especially into the most holy place, every place he went, he carried the nation of Israel with him. <laughs> and folk get one scripture oh he died and they happy there's more to it than that there's a whole lot more to it so on these stones were engraven the names of the tribes of Israel and there were 12 stones on the breastplate somebody say the breastplate now I need, need you to understand see that great high priest was the sharpest fella in the whole nation. You know, just like King Solomon. God wants you to show up in his presence sharp. But anyway, so it was engraven on the stone. That, that's, that's the point I want to make. Say these words back to me. The nation of Israel was represented by the breastplate that was worn by the high priest. Judah. You got it? Because now this thing is getting ready to take on a whole nother meaning right quick. You ready for it? In Isaiah the 49th chapter and the 16th verse Behold I have engraven thee upon the palms of my hand. Thy walls are continually before me. Now when you talk about an engravement. And here God says. 
the palm of my hands I have engraved. But listen this. He says, I have engraven thee upon the palms of my hands. In other words, I will never ever forget you. You are engraven on the palms of my hands. Now when you talk about that song that was written by Miss Leonard Tasha Cobbs. Tasha Cobbs Leonard. He knows my name. My daddy is right there. He knows me. Jesus said, I know my sheep and have known of my sheep. I know them, they know me, and they don't follow strangers. So wherever the high priest went, he carried Israel with him. Wherever Jesus is, your name is with him. I thought maybe that would be something to shout over. I thought maybe at least the Lord could get a clapping hand or something. You know, something out of gratitude. To know that you are never alone. To know that you are engraving, you the apple of his eye, engraving on his hand. For you to be forgotten by God would be for God to forget his own name. Our Lord is also our great high priest. And this school that we enroll into called eternity is not dependent upon our actions. It's predicated upon the actions of Jesus. That Jesus is who he says that he is. Is the basis for our redemption. If he were not the son of the living God, then he couldn't save us. But Jesus is the son of the living God. And salvation and redemption is only in his hands. And he's dealing with us even today. Now that he's gone away and seated at God's right hand. We're not forgotten. We're not forgotten. And we never will be. Another, another place the Bible says that the righteous are an everlasting remembrance. Man, God ain't going to ever forget you. And you don't have to be concerned about your loved ones that went before you that were also born again. It's a great reunion on the other side. We all one of these days are going to come into one place. And you're talking about what a time, what a time, what a time we're going to have. Because Jesus Christ is our great high priest. And he's good at keeping the family together. And he knows your name. And, and he knows your children's name. Why do you think that he can say that, uh, you know, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered? Because he knows the name of every seed. Every seed, he knows the name. And if it's 10 quillion billion. He knows the name. The Bible says in another place that God named the stars. And when it says not a one of them fail, it doesn't mean that you haven't seen the fallen star. It means that it won't fail if you want to bring God into the classroom and ask him to name every star. He won't fail. Now you think God going to be sitting around naming every star and forget you? Forget that you got a problem. You think God going to forget that you got a situation? Man, his love for you is incomprehensible. There's no way we can wrap our mind around his love for us. His goodness toward us. His loving kindness. And all that is seen and perfected in the fact that we have a great high priest that is still doing God's bidding in the upper world. And the beautiful thing about the system, we don't pray to Jesus. 
we pray to God. And God hears and answers us through his son Jesus. What a system. And when in days like these, and I know you probably may not be bothered as much as I am when it comes to dealing with false teachers or what people teach or what people are saying in these pulpits or what they're saying over these television programs or what they're saying over these radio programs. Maybe that doesn't even phase you, but it phases me. Because I've been given somebody to teach. And it's my divine responsibility to make sure that you are taught properly. Because I'm not responsible for what you're eating out there when you ain't here. I'm not responsible. But tonight I can say that my heart is overflowing with a good matter. Because we have a great high priest that would never forget us. Never. His love for us will never change. His opinion about us will never be altered. He knows your name. And what a blessed privilege it is to know that the God of the universe knows your name. See, there's a group of people in the earth realm today called the Jehovah Witnesses that will tell you in a heartbeat that God is too big to be personal. No, he's not. He knows our name. Why do you think on Damascus Road, he didn't call him Peter, he called him Saul. Wasn't that the name that his folk gave him? If your name Jimmy James, he know Jimmy James. And when you got born again, he cleaned it up. Can anybody here tell the Lord, thank you? For this great high priest, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Not only is he our intercessor, he's also our great high priest. And God has never left Israel without a great high priest. That's why Christ has to be alive. He has to be alive. If we've never seen him, we ought to know he has to be alive. Because God has never left Israel without a great high priest. Jesus has to be alive. And Peter say, even though you've never seen him, yet you love him. I did a revival meeting, what we call a revival meeting here in Shreveport years ago. And I went into the pastor's study and I saw something I've never seen before. It was a beautiful, beautiful frame. It was probably about 24 by 16 or something like that. Very large. It was matted. And it was a beautiful frame. And it was on the wall in his study. And there was no picture in it. And right engraving on the bottom of the picture was, you love him and you've never seen him. You love him and you've never seen him. What a testimony. What strength on a Sunday night to know that the one who made the moon and the stars also knows your name. He knows my name. That's all the song I have. That, that's, don't, don't look up here for nothing else. And have known of mine. He knows me and I know him and you can't make me doubt it. There's a witness. Come on, let's get on our feet and thank God for our great high priest. I say let's thank God for our great high priest.
Aren't you glad that he knows your name? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before. And you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. <laughs>